Hello everyone, how are you? Zach Scrow here with you from Neighborhood Church. And man, it was good to be with everyone who came this past Sunday when we were back at the building for the first time in a long, long time. It was so good to worship and pray and sing with you all. And I'm excited to do it again on July 11th. So mark your calendars for that Sunday. We'll be back in the building again. And then to do it full time every Sunday after Labor Day, uh, just after the 2021 school year begins. But for today, we're going to jump back into the Living Fruit Sermon Series, where we are spending time looking at each of the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, with the fruit of today being faithfulness. So if you're following along in a house church, please take out your Sunday sermon discussion guide and definitely, definitely, definitely spend time doing the weekly devotions as that will help reinforce what you learn here today. Faithfulness described as a fruit of the Spirit is a quality of dependability, trustworthiness, as well as fidelity, and maybe a rather comical or even sad illustration of faithfulness are the fans of the Cleveland Browns, of which I am one, who year after year after year spend money on tickets to fill the stadium and uh, watching this historically bad team, and the fans are continually rooting them on, complaining about why they're losing and how they're losing and all the different head coaches and quarterbacks that they need. But by and large, you know that the Cleveland fans, the faithful Cleveland fans would be there every Sunday to cheer on their team to a loss. Now, it's a good illustration of what being faithful means. Maybe a sad illustration and hopefully last year marked a turning point for the Cleveland Browns uh, and their future as an organization or franchise in the, in the NFL. But I think that example helps you understand the term faithfulness maybe a bit more. Consequently, to put faithfulness into an individual context, a faithful person will be there for you no matter what. Through thick and thin, you know that you can rely on them because they are faithful to you. And in some respects, if the situation calls for it, you know that you can ask them to do almost anything for you and they will do it. And that's in the, the kind of a, a personal context. And maybe two other good words that would be used to define or describe faithfulness or a faithful person would be dedicated and reliable. Here's what an article from Inc.com says about those who are reliable. Reliable people get and keep friends more easily, forge deeper relationships, receive the best opportunities, are granted more autonomy at work, have more self-confidence, live with integrity, and carry a clear conscience. And so, just so you all understand, not only is faithfulness a characteristic of someone who is growing and maturing in Jesus, faithfulness is also a characteristic of a growing and maturing human being, which brings us to our passage for today that all of you hopefully have read by now in your house churches, the parable of the bags of gold found in Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30. So I'm going to briefly explore the fruit of faithfulness utilizing this parable. And so first, we have the master who gave his three servants some bags of gold. And you realize as you read this parable that 
What he expects them to do with the bags of gold is not overtly stated, only that the amount of gold that they were given was according to their ability. And so it seems, even though it wasn't stated in the parable, uh, that the servants knew exactly what the master expected from them. Well, maybe at least two of the servants. Now that tells us something about the master's faithfulness, the master's reliability. Then we have the actual three servants, two of whom are faithful, made a 100% return on their master's gold. And then you have the lowly, unfaithful third servant who feared his master's seemingly harsh and ruthless management style, leading him to hide the bag of gold in the ground and not make any return on the money. To which we know from the parable, the master eventually banished the unfaithful servant into outer darkness where there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so, question, what is this parable telling us about faithfulness? Now, for today, now there are lots of different points and truths that you can pull from this text. But for today, I want you to remember just one point. The two faithful servants were able to trust in the master's character, which allowed them to act in faithfulness to do what he desired them to do. Therefore, and here's the point I want you to remember, our ability to trust in the character of the master will lead to our faithfulness in him. I'm going to say that again because that's the point I want you all to take away from today is it? Our ability to trust in the character of the master will lead to our faithfulness in him. So let me explain this a little bit more, and I'm going to use the parable, and I'm going to pick up in verse 24 if you want to follow along, and I'll read it out loud here for you. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags for whoever has will be giving more, given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So here's the deal. The unfaithful servant had a certain view of the master and called him out for it. He said, Master! I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Basically saying, dude, you're harsh, you're ruthless. And so in response, the master plays along and he says, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I was like this and you hid the bag of gold. He didn't say that exactly. I'm kind of speaking off the cuff here. Then you should have put my money into a bank account where I would at least gotten some interest. And so the question we have to ask ourselves in this parable is this, is was the unfaithful servant's view of the master's character really true? Or was that something that he kind of conjured up in, our, in his mind? And I think verse 27 gives us some indication that the unfaithful servant had a false view of the character of the master. So let me reread that for you. Verse 27, that gives us this hint about the true 
character of the master. He says, well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest, indicating that the servant had a really, really false view of the character of the master because in terms of today, the master's basically saying, look, here's money. All you needed to do was to walk down to Chase Bank, open up a bank account and collect the measly interest that that bank account would have generated for me and that would have sufficed. I was not looking for you to necessarily double the money like the other two servants did. All I wanted from you was to just trust me enough to try and do something with what I had given you and to serve me with it. That is all I truly desire. I wanted to see your trust in me as a good and gracious and kind master as illustrated, as illustrated by your act of faith. I am not and was not ever concerned with the results of that act of faith and what the, those results would bring. Now, of course, I'm speaking off the cuff and, and a bit in hyperbole, but I think you get the point. The unfaithful servant lacked a true knowledge of the master, leading him to trust in a God, in a master created by his fear. And then the unfaithful servant lived out of that fear. Two seconds, just let that one hit home with you. The true master not the one we create out of fear or doubt or hatred, but the true master is not harsh and ruthless at all, but good and kind, requiring only that his servants faithfully follow him and serve him and let the chips fall where they may. Because oftentimes, more often than not, we aren't in control of the results. And you see, putting this in terms of Jesus, the master whom we all serve or should all serve. Jesus isn't concerned about what your act of faith produces. He is only concerned that you serve him out of what he's given you to serve him in faithfulness. And in the end, to quote another parable, some will produce 30, some 90, some 100 fold. It's not the results Jesus is concerned with. It's the trust in him which we, we show by serving him that matters. And in the end, those that serve him will be rewarded no matter what the results are that we produce. And those that don't, because of their certain view of the master, well, they will be given a response of the God that they created because in the end, that's really what they want, just like the unfaithful servant in our parable. And so, as we close here, I hope you guys will have some lively discussion and some prayer and maybe even some ministering in your house churches. And as always, I want to thank you for taking the time to watch. And uh, may you all go in the grace and peace and mercy that Jesus Christ brings. And remember, we will see you all live and in person in the building on July 11th. Blessings to you all.